Hey, hey. Yo. It's Tuesday. How you doing, creative? <laughs> Good. <laughs> How's your week been so far? What's good? I said, how has your week been so far? Oh, um, it's been long. Right? No, so I feel you. That's why I asked the question. Because like, I feel like it's Tuesday and I'm already over it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. like, come on, Friday, Saturday. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I got stylists here in the building. Stylists, say something to the people. It's a new day, and uh, I brought PB and J to the party. Ooh. See, happens when you have the munchies. <laughs> See here at Cannabis and Chardonnay, you know what you're tuning into. That's right, Cannabis and Chardonnay. Thank you for joining us. Roll your joint up, pour your glass of your favorite wine, and get ready to you know join in on a conversation because we ha- are talking about something that's on everybody's tongue this week, uh, last week. And even the past, let's just say, two decades. (laughs) (laughs) And so, that being said, people, we're going to be talking about the infamous R. Kelly, creative bully. Mm. Have you had your ears to the street like I know you have? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly Wilding, he bulletproof. Ooh. But we should just... We should just step in the name of love, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm sorry. That was an asshole statement. But occasionally in this life, you must have that. But people, like I said, before we get into it, we got to just, you know, pay homage. We're on our ninth episode. You guys have been rocking with us. And I want to thank you so very, very much. Um, and also just invite you to subscribe, you know, to our newsletter, that's on the website, Cannabis and Chardonnay. I want to also invite you to share this, you know, wonderful, wonderful podcast with others because we really are talking about the things that's on your mind and, you know, we're just uniting and all coming together on two common things, Cannabis and Chardonnay, and talking about the things in life. And so we would love your support. And also, you can definitely show your love to our individual brands. Myself, she is New Day, your girl, Sin. And that's sheisnewday.com. And stylist, tell the people how they can find you. com. That's two stylists.com. Yeah, yeah. And my boy, Creative Bully Media. How can the people get in touch with you, dear? Yo, y'all hit me up on Instagram, at Creative Bully. I'm wilding. I'm about to be uploading more videos of me wilding. So, yeah. Yo, I'm loving your vegan review, your vegan food reviews. <laughs> Thanks. What inspired that? Like, real quick, though, I really want to know, like, what made you, like, you are a vegan or not? No, I'm just uh, trying to make healthier decisions mm-hmm. more often than none. Mm-hmm. So that's that's all. Like, I'm not a, I don't want to put any labels on myself. Well, why, why, like, have like a podcast and a show where they just review the foods that are vegan foods. Oh, because I'm not like I'm not uh that takes a lot of research and stuff. Mm-hmm. And people be calling you out, you got the wrong information. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nah man, you ain't gonna get me caught up. Yeah. No, I totally feel you. So our girl outrageous She's supposed to be joining us. She actually, too, she, she hit me up. She's like, I'm just trying to find a strong enough internet connection. So, she'll be joining us shortly. Um, but in the interim, we're about to get into Mr. R. Kelly and what's going on with him. So, people, we're talking about R. Kelly and pedophilia and consensual sex. How you feel about that, creative? How I feel about uh, R. Kelly or <laughs> consensual sex? Or should should a better better question to the people? Should consensual sex and R. Kelly be mentioned in the same breath? No. <laughs> so we're all on the same page in that regard. Yo, R. Kelly is bulletproof like George Zimmerman. 
Why do you? <laughs> Why you say that? Cause this dude, how many like we have live video footage? Speak we on. got. <laughs> we got all kinds of evidence, and he's like Aaliyah, everything, and he's still out here just flourishing, riding around and getting it. Is his? He's getting it. Yeah. But do we enable that? Yep, we do. And that's what tonight's conversation is going to be about. It's going to be about R. Kelly and also consensual sex. And I felt like we needed to have a conversation because a lot of the women who have been coming out as of late have been regarded as his harem, his brainwashed beta slaves, his sex slaves, his groomed girls. Um, And we do have some facts tonight, people. Um, I'm a little disappointed that it's taken this long. And um, I can't say that I didn't see this coming. I just didn't think it was going to take this long to come, but I've been watching, you know, in the, in, in the, you know, on the low and paying attention to R. Kelly and the moves he's been making. But I'm also paying attention to what we're make what we're People, you know, how we regard musicians so highly, but we don't hold them accountable to lifestyles that support that worthiness. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. There's a scripture that I like. It says, walk according to the calling on your life. Walk worthy, you know, and... That is a deep, deep statement when you think about it. There's another scripture I like, which tells us to work out your salvation, your own salvation, with fear and trembling. Which means you're only responsible for yourself and your choices before your creator. And whatever it is you do, you're going to have to answer for that one day. And Mr. R. Kelly is having to answer sooner than late. And I think the black community has had one heck of a wake-up call with the whole Bill Cosby circumstance. Um, You know, having women come out 30 years later talking about rape, you know, being drugged. Um, And now we have someone who's like half the age of Mr. Cosby because Mr. Cosby is 82 and we know our Kelly's at least 44, 45, maybe even pushing 50. Would everybody agree with that at least? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's 51. 51, even worse. He's seven years away from being my dad. My father's 58. And I'm just like, wow. If our Kelly is 51 in these rumors or allegations at this point, because they're public record, are true, then we have... Some explaining to do. There's a lot of explaining to do. You know, uh, I I can uh, say that there's some situations like articles that have been presented which you hear about people who are older than him mm-hmm. even doing things like that. We can't take our, our mind off of like the Harvey Weinsteins and, and other people who fell to this Time's Up movement. Mm-hmm. You know, so what I see right now is that they're just highlighting R. Kelly because he never came back from peeing on that girl. Hmm. You know, so it's like... Hmm. So we indeed pee on the girl. Yeah. <laughs> like Tato yep. said, it was on tape. On tape. He... He recently had an album that came out, I believe it was last year, or he had did a couple of interviews on, um, remember the, the site, but it, popular, popular broadcast uh, visual, and they were asking him about the situation. Oh, we have All that, we have that clip. Later. We have that clip, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, pull it up. So let's get into it. Okay. So where we stand today, B, 
because I do have to give context for our listeners. Where we stand today is, you know, R. Kelly has been, there have been women coming out speaking. His team has left him, lawyer, publicist, and assistant. Those are your core things. Everybody in the industry or anything, any business owner knows those are core, core assets to have to you. Am I right? And when mm-hmm. those people leave, it's like, whoa, who's for you? And why did they leave? Because you know? it must be true. Or let's just get into it. So BuzzFeed put out an article, and we all know how big of an um, outlet BuzzFeed has grown to be. They put out an article. He's a predator. Two more victims speak out about R. Kelly's alleged sexual abuse. The new allegations range from underage sexual abuse in the 1990s to holding a brainwashed woman in a cult today. As R. Kelly faces the most intense criticism of his career following a statement released on Monday by the anti-sexual harassment initiative Times Up, two women are speaking out for the first time. One about a mentally and physically abusive relationship she, she says she had with the singer for four years in the late 90s. And another who says her daughter is brainwashed and is still a part of this alleged cult. And BuzzFeed News first reported about this last July. So Lizette Martinez says that her relationship with Robert R. Kelly began in the winter of 1995 when she was 17 years old, a high school senior. And she met him in Miami at a mall. Mm. She said Kelly was 28 at the time. And she was only 17. And he took her virginity. But the age of consent in Florida is only 18. Okay? And the relationship continued despite Kelly hitting on her five occasions and pressuring her to engage in sexual acts against her will. Martina says their relationship ended in early 1999. And I quote her, Being silent is not the answer. So I said, it's time. I want my child home. The other woman, Michelle, is a Chicago mother. This is the mother quoting that. I'm sorry. She says that her now 27-year-old daughter, who uh, who BuzzFeed is calling in, began a relationship with Kelly when she was 17, which is the age of consent in Illinois. So being silent is not the answer. So I said at this time, Michelle says of her decision to speak out now about her daughter, I want my child at home. Since the mid-90s, Kelly has consensually, I'm sorry, consistently used his wealth and fame to lure women, some of them underage, into abusive sexual relationships. According to court documents and interviews dating back to 2000, okay, the musician has often promised to make these women stars as he did with Aaliyah, the 15-year-old prodigy he legally married in 1994. But none of the other aspiring artists in his circle have ever released any music. Sources say Kelly's predatory behavior is ongoing. Although two of the six women in the alleged cult have reportedly left in recent months, one a model from North Carolina, the other a longtime personal assistant, Two sets of parents in Georgia and Florida have publicly pleaded for the help to get back their children for months. They say that for the last three years, Kelly has largely prevented their children, who were 19 and 17 when they met the stars, from contacting their family while living with him and his rented properties in Chicago and Atlanta. Let's deal with this, people. Please. Part one. But like you said, Stylus, it really goes back. This being said, let's take a little stroll of when the media started to really stir the public up and say, hey, guys, something's really, really wrong here. There's something strange. This was, yeah, because <laughs> this was in 2015. Yeah, with the way that people consume yeah, lyrics. Huffington Post Live. I'm not interrogating you. Let's bring in one. I'm in New York. I'm having a great time. I'm going to go visit some friends. I'm going to do some some more business. I'm going to have a great time. 
I didn't come here for you to spoil that. A so couple. Uh, well, this is a. You're here to promote your album. I have one more question. I have one more question. What do you say to the multiple fans, the many fans who are watching and listening that say, say there have been multiple accusations against you, against young I women in Chicago, and they are concerned about your past and that's impacting them from all. purchasing your I music sales? It doesn't matter who they are. If they hate me, they love me, they want to destroy me, whatever, I love them all. And I love you too. You don't need to give me any of your I love, love, sir. Everybody you really don't need to give me your love. I just wanted to ask a question. What do you say to the fans? <laughs> fans who don't want to buy your music. I'm not going to allow you to do that, but I love you. I love okay, fans. I have a video everybody. question for you from a fan. No video questions for me because this interview is over. Okay, well, Mr. Kay, right. thank you very right. much for coming to our first I'm not asking, answering my questions. But let's take it back just a little bit above that to really see... What happened? I'm Caroline Modoresi-Tirani. Grammy Award-winning artist R. Kelly just released his 13th album, The Buffet, and after the album was released, he asked fans to support him and his fellow artists. Take a look at this. And I'm just being real with you guys. We have got to support each other. It's not about R. Kelly album Buffet, although that is the, the subject matter. But I'm trying to use this subject matter to, you know affect all subject matters to hopefully bring us up and as i said in my other message if you don't buy the album still support each other and joining me now is the artist himself r kelly thank you very much for being with us oh man thanks for having me so 13th album uh you know what were the influences behind this record um the fans of course you know but the difference in this fan these fans and, and fans in my past is, you know, they, I've created a um, longevity, you know, music. Younger, middle-aged, and older. So in order for me to satisfy those different generations, I had to come up with something, and Buffet was it, you know. Different genres of music to feed different genres of people. Interesting. Multiple generations. I've got a comment here from one of your fans who's watching us live. Share the love says, I love the entire Buffet album. Wow. One song stands out, Wanna Be There. Will you do more songs with your daughters? There are multiple generations of Kelly on this album, too. Well, you know, I don't push my kids any way, you know, but she's definitely been bitten by the music, you know, and um, she's got the book. through a time wise and saving a lot of time and little tricks to do with your voice and how to bring your voice out and things like that. She's definitely, she definitely want to get back in the studio. So I'm looking forward to doing whatever she wants to do in the studio. Is it difficult as a dad being in the studio with, you know, your kid? Do you treat her differently than you would say another collaborator? No, and that's just the thing. I'm such a perfectionist, man. You know, I treat her the same as I treat anybody else. Oh, you Is that true? Creative bully. Right. <laughs> I'm very hard in the studio, but in the end, at the end of the day, you're going to have something that you know people are going to feel and they're going to remember it for the rest of their lives. Well, I got another fan question. Yolanda, uh, who's watching, says, "What's your formula for hit making? Since the early 1990s, you've been able to continuously make relevant music, unlike other R&B artists who have not been able to change." Let's deal with that for a moment. Actually, why do we why are we getting this call right now? Because of technology. Well, no, some the same person has called me three times directly. Times. What is your secret? Um, just being very observant. You know, I'm I'm very observant of people. You know, and uh, my mom always taught me don't write songs, write life. You know, and all the way only way you're gonna write life is that you be very observant of people and always paying attention to people. Interesting. Are you listening to this creative? Yeah. A lot of what he's saying, I'm going to address later too. Which is my music. So, and I believe that as long as I continue to be observant of people and do that, I'll be all right. So you, you obviously are observant of people in the sense that, you know, you're interacting with your fans very much on social media. Uh, you put that video out on Facebook. 
what prompted you to put the video out? Well, because it was true. You know, I felt there was something that needed to be said and nobody was saying it, you know. And uh, and sometimes you have to step out a little, a step a little bit out of your what you normally do to reach the people. And um and I knew I had put a a great deal of effort and my all into this project, the buffet. But sometimes you could put a million percent into something, but if the support is not there, no matter how great it it, it is, it'll miss its its chance of being um, something great and known to be a something great and go down in history. So I'm just trying to secure the legacy of this album, the history of this album. Now, I must pause for a moment because I have to address the fact that the interview has now gone on peacefully for about four minutes. Are you following so far, Creative? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here is where things start to turn for the worst. Wait, look, go out and support it. No different than any commercial. When they put a burger on, they really want you to go get that burger. You know what I'm saying? Because the burger's good, you know? So that's pretty much how I am. And that's what I, I meant to do by saying support each other. So it's interesting because, you know, this album, you're, you know, you're writing, I guess, asking for that support in the sense that album sales-wise, it's, it's not been selling as well as Black Panties. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Well, you know, it's black panties. First of all, lack of support. Second of all, you look around with the computers and everything. You know, I believe that every album I've done, you know, also a lot of albums that other artists has done have sold, like in the hood and streetwise. You know, um, but it's because people can get on computer and and download anything. Don't have to run out to the store and buy the album. You know, can just get on the computer, download it, or get it however they can get it. And uh, that's what's going on today more than ever. And as the time more, you know, and you're gonna be even more able to do those things, and then that's gonna hurt the artists, me and 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 a lot of artists out there. So you're saying that you know people should should support you, should go out buy the record. Uh, why do you think people aren't? Well, as I said before, I think that people are more caught up into they having uh, they have the computers and everything like that, and they can go on the computer, go online, and, and download songs. And it's just not me. It's not they're just not supporting. Shouldn't that make things easier, guys? Yeah. Supporting the area. Okay, I'm gonna buy this rather than get because naturally, if you can get something free, you're gonna get it for free. And I'm not gonna lie. Somebody can give me a T-shirt. I'll take the T-shirt for free if it's a nice T-shirt. If it's my size, you know, uh, it's pretty much like that. Unfortunately, with with these albums and this music that's coming out, it's so easy to get to without even having to go to the store and buy it. So you know. So some people say it wasn't like that before when the album was double, triple, platinum, right, right, week or within a month or whatever. It wasn't like that before. So now that it's like that. So some people say that they're conflicted that they want to support the music because they think musically you are a genius, but they can't support you. So this is one tweet of, of many tweets. So Vante Culpepper says, would I let R. Kelly babysit my daughters? Fuck no. Would I play <laughs> Exactly. You're goddamn right. What do you say to fans that are conflicted about you? So we can curse on this TV show? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. I say fuck that. But you can't satisfy everybody and you're not going to always have everybody to hold you down, you know. But when I go to my concerts, which I've been selling out concerts, mm-hmm. I've just gotten off a tour, going to do another buffet tour. And uh, I really do believe it's going to sell out. We're going to have a lot of fun. And um, I'm just glad to know that... Everybody doesn't feel the way she does or, you know, or anybody else that feels like her. You know, God bless those people. So when people think of R. Kelly, right, they don't just think of the music. There are other artists that... Now we're getting to the nitty-gritty. Just their music. You think about their back catalog, you think about the hits that you love dancing to in the clubs. Uh, when you think about R. Kelly, I think people find it very difficult to not think about the multiple lawsuits, the multiple allegations of you having inappropriate relations, sex relations with minors. What do you say to those people who find it conflicting? Well, since you're the one brought it up, I'll just say it to you because I don't hear from anyone else. You know, you hear a few You don't hear from anyone else, else, really? As far as from me to you, I would say, again, fuck that. (laughs) I'm a man that believes what I see. 
everywhere I go, from malls to restaurants to from malls, interesting. Overseas and back, and everywhere I've been, and I'm a man who has been around the world a few times, multiple times, and everywhere I've been, I I get nothing but love. Now, unless all of those people are tricking me and acting when they see me come in a concert, and somebody's behind there with a sign and say, "Okay, everybody, scream, we love you." Unless that, well, that, no, I'm not finished. Let me answer well, the question. I was, was, was going to say, I was going to agree with you and say that there isn't anything. Agree. I, have, I have not finished. Okay, so finish, you agree? No, no, finish your, finish your question. And I finish. finish. And you cannot agree with something that's not finished. So let me finish. So <laughs> unless that sign is held and people are saying, okay, scream, here he comes, like it's a surprise birthday party or something, I'm going to believe what I see. Now, when I start to hear what I just heard you sit here and say to me, when I step on that stage, when I step, which is my office, which is my interview room, if I hear what you just said from 20 to 50,000 fans, I will never show up to that venue in any other venue. Pause. Until then, I'm going to continue to do R. Kelly. Now, that being said, he just said, there's not enough people. You ever hear that saying or see that mean? You need more people. Yeah. <laughs> He's basically saying that. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for taking time to hear things in context and hear things from the horse's mouth. And let's get into this conversation. Creative, what do you think? Based on what you just heard Mr. R. Kelly say. I mean, he is right. Because people don't bring that same energy when they in your face. So when he when he's when he has a concert book and he shows up at his concert and it's packed out, he's that's affirm reaffirming that what he nothing is wrong with what he's doing to him in his head. So why don't we look at it at what he's doing as why do some of us think what he's doing is wrong and others don't think that he's wrong? Stylus? Okay, so what Creative Buddy just said is correct. R. Kelly said he needs at least 50,000 fans or so to, to confirm that <clears throat> they think he has an appropriate relationship with women and they don't want to support him any longer because of that. Do you believe him? No, I'm saying that's what he's basically saying, and he's saying he needs at least that many people. And Now, I know he has millions of fans, and so 50,000 people is not really a lot of people to make a, enough noise in the first place. Secondly, I'm asking you, like, what do you think about what he said, like, based on what he said? I feel like he was really trying to promote an album, and they softened him up as an interviewer. And uh, the interviewer pretty much warmed him up. Why? Because America loves household, family, you know, the American dream, children. So they they just wanted to loosen him up with questions about his family, and then they, they distracted him. Yeah. And it, they got the best of him because he had hopes that he could uh, move forward from his past decisions that were exposed. But it just seems like as the future... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. Moves forward, more things are being exposed. Like this interview here that we just listened to took place in December of 2015 at the Huffington Post, and here we are. Fast forward a little bit. Kitty Jones, one of his ex-girlfriends, does an interview with Rolling Stone. Did we actually have the interview of who was it? Was it Eddie Griffin talking about uh, how the American black celebrity idol usually ends up uh, within the state of demise. Yes, a lot of people have said that, but but when does accountability Accountability factor in? Everything, it never left. Accountability accountability never left. He knew what he was doing. Yes. However, we don't know both sides to Well, let's talk. I'm glad you said that because here is the female side. Kitty Jones left her home and career for a relationship with the R&B idol. And I quote from Rolling Stone, that's when she says the abuse began. Now she speaks out. Kitty Jones had been dreaming of this moment for years. It was June 2011 and R. Kelly had just performed 
to a frantic crowd in Dallas, Texas. It had been nearly two decades since the uh, singer's raunchy lyrics and honeyed voice turned him into an R&B superstar and sex symbol. But despite multiple controversies, controversies over his alleged sexual relationships with underage girls, his still dedicated fan base sent his latest album, the throwback soul LP love letter to number six on the billboard 200 love letter is relatively tame coming from the man who once sang girl, I got you so wet. It's like a rainforest, like Jurassic park, except I'm your sexosaurus. But like most of his shows, the Dallas concert was raucous and with Kelly launching into boisterous call and response lyrics. Surprisingly, Jones, a popular DJ for Dallas hip-hop and R&B station, 97.9 The Beat, wasn't in the audience. She'd been into Kelly since she was a teen in the 19, early 1990s, when she'd hide in her room, blah, 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 blah. Now, but even though she was disappointed to missing the show, <clears throat> she was at Fat Daddy's, a club in suburban Mansfield, Texas, setting up for the beat-sponsored after-party. She was finally going to meet the man she'd been captivated by for more than 20 years. He was everything that I thought, says Joan. He was handsome. He just owned the room. Okay, so later that night at the at the party, the article tells us that she met him. He then invited her, you know, to the next stop on the tour so that she can actually see the concert. And then as she tells it, when Kelly went to shake her hand after small talk, he gave her a piece of paper with his phone number and told her to text him her number. And she says after she texted him from the bathroom, he replied to her from that moment saying, always call him daddy, never to call him Rob. Mm-hmm. Worried that any continued interaction that night would look unprofessional, Jones said she's decided to take off. I was just like, I'm out of here. Be lined to my car, she recalls, around 3 a.m. Jones says Kelly called her to ask where she had gone, following up with a, a pic that said, S-I-N, send pic, P-S-E. That night, according to her, began her two-year relationship with Kelly. She said she dealt with physical abuse, sexual coercion, emotional manipulation, and a slew of rules that dictated nearly every aspect of her life. Those rules included what to, uh, what and when to eat, how to dress, when to go to the bathroom, how to perform for the singer sexually. Okay? But the girls... That uh, the the girls that story focused on, I'm sorry, but the girls that story focused on met Kelly when they were in their teens. Jones was different. She had a career, a car, an ex husband, a child. She'd been working in radio for more than five years, and she was used to being around celebrities. And while Kelly denies the allegations to Rolling Stone over the course of multiple interviews with Jones and other familiar. People in her same uh, similar situation, the details are pretty much the same from a lot of different women. They allege that he manipulated them. You know, they allege that he kept them in, you know, his home and wouldn't let them do anything. And that he wouldn't let them talk on the phone to their family, to her kids, nothing. Okay? She said maybe he was just he has just weird ways of getting oh she talked about a sexual encounter he was making her have sex with other women to please him and mm. it was crazy she said and I quote I got there before he did because of course he doesn't like to fly so he takes the bus she had sent Kelly racy photos while he was en route to the hotel and was excited to reunite face to face As she waited in the hotel room for him to arrive, she heard a knock at the door. He brushed past me, she said. I'm thinking we're going to hug and peck each other. But he plopped out on the couch and pulled out his penis and started pleasuring himself. And she said maybe he just has a weird way of getting off. Jones remembers thinking during her second encounter with Kelly. She was stunned. You know, she was like, hey, I'm attracted to him, but this is a little weird. (laughs) You know what I mean? She said we just had oral sex and we, we pretty much got on with our lives. Um, but she said he tried to make 
her feel special about it. <laughs> like, if I didn't really like you, I wouldn't have done that. Or I wouldn't have even been wasting my time flying you out, and I respect you. Jones and Kelly continued their romance. <laughs> and with Kelly, according to Jones, sending her flowers and gifts at work, and she said she had been divorced for a few years, you know, so meeting some person and, you know, someone like R. Kelly and getting into things, it just kind of wooed her. And so it seems to me like he has a thing with, like, women who are kind of, like, either underage or maybe women who show some kind of a weakness. What do you guys think? Well, I, I, I believe with age comes power. Mm-hmm. And like you said, accountability needs to be in position for that to be balanced. And we all know that celebrities uh, are not necessarily known for having a balanced life. <laughs> Mentally and emotionally, you mean? Mentally, emotionally, and physically. Yeah. You sound like a pimp. <laughs> hey, no, yeah. And, 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 and you know what? It's interesting because she goes on to say that he made her move to Chicago. And she says when she did that, that's when he started governing every detail of her life, starting with the requirement that she had to wear baggy sweatpants whenever she went out, and she had to text constant updates of of her whereabouts. Um, she, She was forced to text either him or any of his employees, um, Daddy, I need to go to the restroom, you know, sample things like that. Um, so she says she had to, you know, stand up <coughs> and greet him, Daddy, every time he walked in the room. Who allowed that <coughs> to happen again? She allowed it. She said he... Uh, Accountability. She said when she would go back to see her friends, he had her tethered to her phone. And she had to give him constant updates was supposed to tell him everything. She said she had been living with him for less than a month when she claims the first instance of physical abuse occurred, and that was in 2011. She says that when she came back, you know, around Thanksgiving, that she saw that the video at the heart of his child pornography child, you know, trial, she saw that video for the first time, and she challenged Kelly on the phone about it, and he said, bitch, don't you ever fucking accuse me of something like that? He had hmm. never spoken to me like that before, she said. <clears throat> so she said her heart was like beating through her chest, and he turned into a monster from that point. You know what I mean? She went through a lot of different things, and he was putting out projects, and his career was starting to sink, and he was starting to take that out on her. And uh, she started to, you know, learn that other women were around. He put her in a. Uh, on stage in a cage and basically had her dancing in the fucking cage. You know what I mean? Um, She said he enters as a white sheet is draped over the cage, obscuring the cage, and the cage begins rocking as the band's music intensifies with her and Kelly eventually showing silhouetted. And after Kelly simulates oral sex on her, the two reemerge and a mock fatigued, you know, her is led off stage. She said, I've never paraded around anybody before. Joan says, Kelly told her before the tour started, I'm going to make sure people see us together. You know, she said, people started recognizing it was me on YouTube. <clears throat> and I thought I was living this gra- this glamorous life. But she says she was depressed. And so she said it was hell. You know what I mean? She was trapped. It was crazy for her. So two months into living, <clears throat> he would starve her as punishment and shit. He would make her, you know, have sex with his other girlfriends. Like, she just goes in in this Rolling Stones article, like, full on, full out. And mm. it's kind of like people still have had access to this information. But why do you think it's coming to a heat now? Well, that that just reminds me of the same question I ask every time. Mm-hmm. Like, why is Cosby's situation coming? Like, well, because people point? because people why are coming Weinstein, forward. Why is Ryan Seacrest? Why is all these different people? Uh, uh, um, 
What's his name? Coming to uh, the forefront. Man, so many men. Yeah. And at this point, it's just about women empowerment and women, you know, uh, really analyzing what's going on. And it, it may, it's going to, look, a lot of men in the industry have testosterone, a lot of testosterone. Mm-hmm. And that dominance is what comes with, uh, I think, making it easy to pray because they have a specific type of power. Well, some of these women are saying like, "Hey, I'm not even a victim," because one of his his youngest That's victims is saying, "Yeah, so, she." And I quote her: "She's like, I'm no hostage. You know, she's 21. Her family claims she's being held against their will." Accountability. No, yeah, but she's like, "Hey, I'm totally fine." Why and, did her parents let her go? Well, it's not that her parents let her go. She says, and I quote: "She says, hey, I'm 21. I'm about to be 22 in a few days, and I just mainly want to say." That I'm in a happy place with my life and I'm not being brainwashed or anything like that. It just came to a point where it definitely has got out of hand. I'm totally fine. I'm happy where I'm at and everything is okay with me. Asked if she was being held involuntarily, she said, oh, no, nothing like that. I've never felt like a hostage or anything like that. Addressing her parents' concerns, she said, I don't really know what's going on with that. She said of the fears on Monday, I'm very heartbroken over what's going on with the situation because it's getting to a point where it's getting to be too much. It's just not right. Though she insisted she was fine, she refused to answer when if asked if she was free to come and go from the house and did not address her relationship with R. Kelly. And so this was in 20, this article came out in 2016. We're now in 2018. And today her parents were on the Megan Kelly show. Did you see? Did you hear about that? No, I didn't hear about that. Well, I have the clip. And accountability. Accountability. Well, I'm glad. Look, look. They are coming out now because at the end of the day, like creative said, it just it sounds like pimping. One on one. Well, who's pimping? Is it the the girls and the parents that are pimping, or is it R. Kelly pimping? Like, what's the pimping? Well, as long as it's Hollywood, you know it's pimping. Singer <laughs> <laughs> songwriter R. Kelly. He has had a string of hit songs over two decades, including "I Believe I Can Fly." That's probably his best known one. "Bump and Grind" and "Step in the Name of Love." He has collaborated professionally with the likes of Jay Z, Kanye West, Lady Gaga, and others. But R. Kelly has also been the subject of a string of sexual misconduct allegations dating back to the 1990s. And now the Time's Up movement is taking aim at him, giving rise to a campaign called hashtag mute R. Kelly. And in recent days, more and more women have come forward with their own devastating stories. I will speak with two women in moments who say they had relationships with the singer and are ready to detail what he did. And also parents of one woman who say their daughter is currently being brainwashed and held against her will by him, something the daughter has denied. But first, some background. For decades, R. Kelly, the three-time Grammy Award-winning singer, has been accused of inappropriate behavior with women and teenage girls. And now, big Hollywood names like Oscar-nominated director Ava DuVernay, producer Shonda Rhimes, and singer John Legend are joining the hashtag MuteRKelly campaign, spearheaded by the Time's Up movement. They are calling for an investigation into abuse allegations made by women of color and their families, and the boycott of Kelly's music. Jocelyn is 22 years old. Jocelyn Savage's parents claim she's being held against her will by Kelly, even though she denied it in a video obtained by TMZ last year. Only thing we want from day one was to see our daughter, make sure she was physically fine and mentally fine. In 1994, Kelly reportedly married the singer Aaliyah, who was just 15 years old at the time, a union that was... Okay. Just two years later, he topped the charts with his mega hit, I Believe I Can Fly. Kelly was the subject of numerous lawsuits brought by women but has never been convicted of sexual misconduct. In 2008, he was acquitted of child pornography charges after the release of an anonymous sex tape. The jury couldn't be sure of the young woman's age. During an interview on BET that same year, Kelly's answer to a question shocked any teenage girl. When you say teenage, how are we talking? Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
And so the parents go on to the Megyn Kelly show and they pretty much say, listen, you know, this is what happened. You know, we were introduced to our Kelly because our daughter, she can sing. She is into music. And we introduced her and, you know, our Kelly took a liking into her and said he would mentor her. And then after we entrusted our daughter to him, her phone number ended up changing you know, she ended up not having any other financial obligations, but we never got to see her. And when we did get to see her, it was very, very sporadic, a short time, and she was not the same. And we would we would talk to her, and she would be flinching as if she had been abused. You know what I mean? And so they were like, this is not our child. She's quit going to college and all of this stuff, and that's not what the plan was, you know? But then the girl's like, my parents are tripping. I'm cool. I'm good. But at the same time, it's like something's going on because the whole world is coming against him when you have the most powerful black women start organizations, you know, called the Mute R. Kelly Foundation. And they have a whole Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash official mute R. Kelly. And you can learn about everything. They don't have many followers. They have like almost 400 followers, but they are consistently posting and exposing him. ABC's reporting on him. You know, National Public Radio's reporting on him. Variety.com's reporting on him. Everybody is coming against this guy. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, what's really going on? And then you have Wendy Williams going on air and having a, a, a little breakdown. And I'm like, Wendy, I watch her show frequently, you know. And last week she made small mention of it. And... Today, I see, oh, I'm sorry, yesterday, but today I watched the actual excerpt, you know, because I get the notifications on YouTube. But today, have you seen that episode of Wendy Williams Creator? No, I ain't seen it. Well, Wendy starts to go into it, and here we are. R. Kelly, R. Kelly, and R. Kelly. So we did a survey here at Wendy's show, if you recall, I think last week I said, you know, clap if you would like me to have a sit down with R. Kelly. And 69% of you said that, yes, you would like me to have a sit down with him. And the, the rest of you said no. So over the weekend, other things have... Listen, I'm not going to even belabor the point because I, I know things about R. Kelly that I will take to my grave unless... He tells them, and I sit there the way he did that night in the studio. I do have some morals, everybody. I told you I can keep a secret. But I will tell you this as a cautionary tale. Parents, you need to watch who you let loose your girls around. These girls these days, a 15-year-old girl, damn sure looks 20. They carry themselves like 22. They're no longer just 15, you know? And if you're so desperate that you want your kids to be stars or whatever, and you're going to unleash your daughters to the world, you better watch what you get. Because this is not these girls just running away. You see what I'm saying? There are parents who gladly will push their 15-year-old, lip gloss popping, booty popping, and all that stuff to the arms of an older man. Sorry, I just get disgusted with this. And, uh, and also, you know, Robert, and it's long been said, but he actually did admit this to me, which I was shocked that he's actually admitting this, because, you know, he, does, he can't read, he can't write, and he can't add. You've never heard this before? Yeah. It's been out here. Where you, where you all been? Anyway, and, and he admitted this to me, and I won't tell you what he said about how he gets maneuvers you know, through the world and, and things like that, but the idea that people are surrounding you and still wouldn't put you in school and, and get you as smart as your music is smart, I, like, I can't understand it. I can't understand not knowing how to read, write, or add, and I don't understand parents who unleash their kids. Oh. She's crying now. That's it. That's it. It's just a deeply moving story to me because I know all of the story. He told me things. I was, I'm like, why are you telling me this? I, I wouldn't tell. Why are you tell? Wow. Don't cry for me. I know how to read, write, and, and um, okay? So, that being said, what is going on? Why is she hiding information now? 
Well, because she prefaced last week's episode that R. Kelly called her in the middle of the night, her and her husband, and said, I want to talk to you, but this this conversation has to be completely confidential. You can tell people you spoke to me. You can regard, you can reveal that I disclosed information, but you can't disclose what I disclosed to you. And so she's saying apparently something's happening because he's he's working hard to work on his image and the whole world is coming against him. And I think rightfully so, because it's like, are we that entertained? Are we that entertained? Are we that entertained that we can't stop and think about our, the, our young women that are being affected by this black, white and or other, there are young women that are being subjected Period. And this man is, he can't read, he can't write. Reading, writing, arithmetic are the basic keys in life. However, sex sells. Yes, we all know sex sells, but there's a big problem with this. There is a problem. There's a huge problem with this. There is a problem, but maybe it stems from the actual education system. Maybe, maybe it, it stems from parents, stems from, from, from the home. government taking the black right. man out of the home, taking the father out of the home. And then and women are not being raised by parents. They're being raised by single mothers who then cannot be there at all times because they have to work to provide for them. And then because they're doing their the best to give their kids. No, it's not even about the education system. It's about society. It's about, it's about... Wait. I believe that all it's a it's a cycle. It's an ongoing cycle. And if it starts in at the home, the home just has a bunch of human beings who were once babies and infants. So if you really look at it, it still traces back to the education system. And then I think it scatters with communication because of the the education system is so broken that it the it's hard to keep up and find a solid common ground to really push forward and, and still hold values and morals and, and, and self try to have self identity. I think like sometimes money has caused people to take the easy way out instead of think things through and do the best decisions. So things like these, Articles of people coming out don't come out. What do you think, creative? Um, I don't know. I'm like Aaliyah. Just him marrying Aaliyah should have been the deal breaker. I just think. I but think I I'm against since him. He pissed on that girl. No, but like he's saying, he before he pissed on the girl, there was Aaliyah. I know, but Aaliyah wasn't as talked about until he got his his actual views or. But why wasn't she? That's the problem. That's what the problem because is. There was a lot of other things going on. Like Aaliyah was also tied into a bunch of different situations. At and, 15 years old. Let's just say this. Okay. I have I have a I have a point to make about this. We should not when should accountability come into fact, right? Or should consensual sex come into account? Meaning, okay, R. Kelly is a grown ass man, we all know. R. Kelly is a talented man, we all agree. We enjoy the music that he creates. Should he be allowed to have a private life if the sex that he has with these women are consensual. We've heard from a woman who was in her 30s who had a relationship with him, who was not a woman underage, who still experienced mistreatment at a very high level. Should we still be supporting someone who is mistreating people in or women at the highest extent? Should we be supporting them to the point where they're able to go on and have successful careers and, and do what they love to do because it comes down to the people's choice. As entertainers, they are given their platforms by their fans. The fans make them 
Mm-hmm. So it's taking select fans and making them sex slaves and or allegedly brainwashing Someone them. Someone needs to ask R. Kelly, what gave you that idea? How did this start? Where did you first get the idea to just want to do something like that? Well, let's take what, like, I'm glad you asked that because I put a pin in in a comment that I made earlier. I said, you know what? We were listening to him talk, and I said, we're going to revisit his statement. And he was talking about how he creates. And recently, one of his engineers came out last month. His engineer came out and said, you know what? R. Kelly creates in a very unique way, in a literal way. When he made the song Feeling on Your Booty, he literally had the studio with about a hundred women in thongs. And he had a woman in front of him, in front of the mic, feeling on her booty as he was singing the song. Mm. So where is the protection of our women in or women? Are you consenting how to this? That's paying? what I'm saying. No, no, listen, listen, listen. Yeah. Exactly. Let's talk about this. I'm glad you said how much they pay. So when does consensual sex come in? I'm sorry. Yeah. When does consensual sex come into factor? Is it, is the reason why? Desire? No, wait, I have, I have, I want to, I have a point to make, I promise. The point I'm trying to make is, is the reason why R. Kelly is still thriving and people aren't magnifying his personal tastes and behavior because they understand consensual sex. Like, hey, maybe these young girls do want to be having sex with him. Maybe they do want to be calling him daddy. Maybe they do want to do it until they can't anymore. Like the older woman who was like, listen, I'm a mother. I had to sacrifice seeing my son. I gave up my career. You know, I, I, you know, I had no money and I was basically like a brainwashed slave and I got out of it. And she thrives now She's because she's out of it. But it's like, what about the women who want to be there? What if they want to be there? Like the 22-year-old who's like, listen, I'm not being brainwashed. I am cool out here in these streets with R. Kelly. So people, mind your business. Let R. Kelly have a personal life and go see his concert <laughs> on May 11th. That's getting boycotted. There are really people that think this way. I don't personally adopt that mindset, but let's let me just put that thought out there. Creative, am I crazy in my thoughts? No. But if the if the girl's saying mm-hmm. that I'm fine and everything's cool, like what more can you really do? Yeah, it's like life is subjective. You sometimes things go good, sometimes things go bad. In life, sometimes there are people who have forgiveness, there are people who don't have forgiveness. And right now, this I believe the all these all this uh what do you call it, publicity in this spin in a negative way, uh only because it's targeted for a specific thing, is taking you know Can I be an asshole for a moment? It's just like I see all the sides, and yes, you can be an asshole. But right now, I'm gonna be a dick. <laughs> no homo. <laughs> anyway, well, well, I'm just wow. saying, no, like love, love is clear. Forgiveness is clear. The basic like principles. Once you see that, you know we have billions of human beings on this planet with psychological thought process. And it's like you can't you can't say that there's only one side. Mm-hmm. There's so many sides that you really have to like sit back if you care that much to try and understand. But you might hear the answers a year from now because right now they're going through the trials like how they do how they did Cosby, and then eventually you hear like some actual confession. They did it to Kobe. But my question is this. Can I be an asshole and say, is it fair to say that we have no standards for our entertainers or influencers? Because let's be honest, entertainers are just basically influencers because they're artists. And should we not hold them to any standard as long as they're making good music and as long as what they do is consensual. So I can come out and say, hey, I'm a pedophile. I like little children, but my girlfriend's, my, I went to my, I purchased my parent, my girlfriend's parents and my girlfriend's parents said, hey, 
we have this little daughter and she's so beautiful and we think she's going to grow up to be someone that you're going to want to love and marry by the time she's 15. Because in some other countries, there are arranged marriages that go just like that, where the parents and the families come together and they say, hey, I have this child and you have this child or, hey, you know what, I'm in debt to you. And when my child's of age, you know, they'll be to you so I can keep my life. You don't know what kind of negotiations are going on around the world. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, if, if, if is it okay if someone comes out and says, hey, I'm a pedophile and I make this great music or I have this great product no, that, man. wait, uh, let me finish. I'm saying, I make this great product and or service and or I have this great album and or movie and or shoot and or life saving something. I have this out here, but I'm a freaking pedophile. But my girlfriend's parents have already consented and I have agreed not to do this until of age. Have we grown to a society where we'll support anything just because it's good? What do you think, creative? Yeah, people do it all the time. Like I hear people, I, I, I've heard people mm-hmm. say, R. Kelly may be doing this, but yo, that 12 play fire. I ain't never taking it out of my tape deck. Man. So they put these people on pedestals. See? And that's why we have issues, people. So should we mute R. Kelly? Are we really ready to mute R. Kelly? I think the world's ready to mute R. Kelly. It's I'm not con- going to lie. Should consensual <laughs> sex be factored in? People, you sex. You can't separate the music from the, the, uh, Personal the sex life? allegations once mm-hmm. you've gotten as far as he's gotten in his career. Mm-hmm. He allowed it to leak. Whatever decision he made allowed that information to get out, and it was evidence. Maybe it was just darkness coming out into light. You know what they say? Whatever yeah. you do in the dark comes to light. Maybe God is sitting here saying, hey, there's something I want you people to look at, and I want you to think about shit. I want you to think about what you're allowing into your spirit. Because let's be really honest. Like The people that we listen to and or watch, it's called entertainment. The definition of entertainment is to be detained so that something can enter in. Okay, so what are you allowing to detain you to enter in the spirit of that thing? The intention behind that thing will indeed infiltrate you in your life, whether you know it or not. And then you have now fed the beast. (laughs) There's There's a little joke that preachers like to make in church. They say in the beginning of the Bible in the book of Genesis, it started with a snake in the garden. But by the time you get to the book of Revelation, the snake is a dragon. Who's been feeding the snake and how did it morph and evolve into a dragon? And then when it becomes a dragon and it starts spinning fire and you can't really fight it and destroy it any longer, then who's to blame? Accountability is the answer. Are these women consensually signing up to be with R. Kelly? Is R. Kelly that charming as to where he is making women you know, turning them into slaves and is he entertaining a cult? Do we need to stop supporting him and mute him? Do we need to be more conscientious about what we allow in our spirits? Film, television, music, other people. These are all real things I fucking think about when I'm lighting up, smoking a joint and sip, fucking sipping, sipping on my Chardonnay. <laughs> so join us. Thank you for tuning in with us and entertaining the idea of these things we appreciate you it's your girl sin she is new day visit me online uh cannabis and chardonnay.com a n d stylist say something to the people you know i hope this time's up movement really does justice for women as a whole and in yeah. that within the households they can reevaluate things as mothers and decisions, the decisions they're actually willing to make for their child and still keep hold of their values and morals along the way. Because that's, uh, don't let this opportunity for females go to waste. You know, make it count. Mm. Creative, let the people know. How you feeling? Yo. It's time's up. Put your dicks up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! And, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, 
be more conscious and aware of your surroundings and um, look out for people, man. That's the big thing. We got to look out for other yeah. people. Some people are not strong enough to uh, defend or look out for themselves. So mm-hmm. if you see something, say something or do something. And you can find me at Creative Bully Media on Instagram and get all the information there. Yes, yes. And so thank you guys. Subscribe on Apple. Subscribe on all of the other seven platforms that we are on. So thank you. They only expose you to more platforms when you're actually having an audience. And so I thank you to everyone who listens to us, who shows us uh, all of their love. Uh, we appreciate you joining us every week. Same time. You know how we do. We're talking about it. Roll up, put your glass, cannabis, and Chardonnay. Have a great evening, everyone. Bye. Peace.